Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. A quick warning, there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. You're 16. You're going to see Attack of the Clones. Like, you know, Natalie Portman, very attractive girl, someone to look up to. Mm -hmm. Hayden Christensen, even I can admit, is one handsome hunk of meat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was it your dream for a young man, a dashing man, maybe with a plaited rat's tail, to come up and tell you how much... He hated sand. I probably would have put up with it, yeah. <laughs> it might not have been a dream, but it was an option, definitely. Now, wh- what did you think about their relationship? And, and like, it's, I don't know, you can look at it, I've never really, it just sort of jumped in my head now, but their relationship, it's it's probably a bad example for a 16-year-old to oh, follow. yeah, definitely. It def- But... I will say it left a lot to be desired um, as far as common sense, <laughs> but I I did like it. I thought for the purposes on screen of creating a romance and, and a dramatic space opera to set up Luke and Leia's parents, I thought it was fine. Um, but yeah, at 16, I was just like, this is awesome. I wrote fan fiction about them. I trolled every message board I could find. Let's go into the fan fiction. I don't remember anything about it. I can tell you that. What was your pen name? Let's let's get the Google out. God, what was it? What GeoCities site were you writing from? This was actually on the Force.net forums where I was in the literary forum or whatever they called it back then. And I changed my username about like every three days, so I can't really remember <laughs> what's going by. But I also don't know that I actually put anything up. I might have just been. No, I think I did put one thing up. It was called something really terrible, like Winds of Change or something like that. <laughs> it was really bad. Someone a few weeks ago was telling me about some uh, erotic fan fiction they once read about Shmi and Qui Gon's. Night in Mos Espa. <laughs> That's terrible. Why can't people just leave these characters alone? Oh, one can talk. You with your I'll, wings of change. Sure, but I wasn't making them get busy. They were just hand-holding. Yeah. Just a girl's hand and a you robot know, honestly, hand. 
I, whenever I uh, think about things like that, and I've never written any fan fiction since, but I've always had the thought of like what I would write. It always is wanting to fill in the blanks of, you know, what I want to see. And for me with Anakin and Padme is I always wanted to find out more about if they had a connection through the force. Like if there was any kind of like, does having a really strong personal relationship with someone give you like some kind of connection? Because they tell us that everyone can feel the force in some mm-hmm. way. Minichlorians are in everything. So, you know, I wanted to know, can they talk to each other through the force? All kinds of jazz like that. I don't know. I was stupid. Really? But that's, that's what I wanted to find out about. And of course, it's probably bullshit, but... Oh, it's definitely bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sort of by definition, did you not really relate to the original trilogy characters or...? You know, I didn't. Um... <laughs> I don't know if it it wasn't emo enough for me um, or I just kind of felt like because at that age I was I mean I was listening to the worst music I was obsessed with um, Hayden Christensen's other movie Life is a House in which he plays a really depressed boy. house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I'm a sad house <laughs> I felt like the original trilogy was so flat and now I can see it and I and I can understand the depths to it but having grown up having just watched it mm-hmm. and not really tried to dissect it or to, to really interpret it in my own way it was always just a really flat adventure and the characters were all very just kind of like even toned and, and I didn't really feel anything about anyone how do you mean flat I guess like <clears throat> you know you can you can see there's dimension to Han for example mm-hmm. He's a really sweet guy, but he's also like a rogue and he can be an ass. But I didn't see that. He was kind of, to me, he was just Han Solo, who's friends with Chewbacca, who's friends with Luke and Leia, and he's just along for the adventure and he has the Falcon. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a lot of depth to these characters for me. And and it was even worse with Leia because she was on screen so much less. I just kind of knew she was Princess Leia and that was her job as a princess was to be on this adventure. It's really sad, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I didn't really give the original trilogy, like, a good chance until I was much older. So where where do you put, like, The Force Awakens? Is it, is it more grouped with original trilogy or, or prequel trilogy? Um, it's definitely... I'm going to say it's more with the prequel trilogy for me. There's so much... And, and I don't want this to sound like I don't feel the same about the original trilogy. I have many feelings about it, and I think and, it's a beautiful movie. And can I just jump in? It is fine to like other films in the Star Wars series more than other films. Yeah, yeah. It's all, they're all, like, at the end of the day, you like all the films probably more than most films ever yeah, made. <laughs> exactly. But the prequel trilogy was so beautiful, visually. There was so much dimension and depth and and I really glommed on to the to tragedy of it and everything about it was just so like vibrant to me. Mm-hmm. And I think The Force Awakens fits a little bit more with that aesthetic to me than the original trilogy. So it was a bit more like when you saw the original trilogy, it was sort of like you're playing like an Atari 2600 instead of like an Xbox or something. Sure. A bit like... Yeah, it's... Well, the the film is meant to look bleak or th- those films are meant to be, you know, not vibrant and happy because that's not how the galaxy was. Mm-hmm. So visually, they're not as impactful for me as the prequel trilogy. 
Um, and I think The Force Awakens did a good job of sort of bridging that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think the characters and the new aliens and the costumes fit more with the original trilogy aesthetic for me. Okay. So what's your favorite film? Of the Star Wars movies? The Police Academy. <laughs> oh, the Police Academy films? Uh, I've never seen those. Really? Yeah. Number three is pretty good. Okay. It's got skateboarding in it. <clears throat> um, my favorite Star Wars film, I still have to say it's Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. I, don't, I, I like it, mm-hmm. but I've got, and like, but whenever I think of Revenge of the Sith, and I, I do like it. A lot. Mm-hmm. But I've got such a negative memory of coming out of the cinema. Really? Of just that it was like, it's over. Mm. And it, it it reminded me, which is really weird, of my memory of coming out of Return of the Jedi. And, you know, all the press, like I was so young, but all the press was about how it was the last Star Wars film and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's done now. And it, it was the first time I can remember coming out of Return of the Jedi of just like time is moving on like it was like oh mm-hmm. that's finished now mm-hmm. and and then i had the adult version of that coming out of revenge of the sith and i'm and it was a bummer of a film like you know the end yeah. of it is like it ends dark and i was sort of just like okay that's it no more star wars films and i also think it was like could have done all those better, couldn't they? <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and there's obviously faults in the film that people have, but also there's the... We were talking about this last week about filling gaps in, like, say, like, the Han Solo movie, if you did, mm. like, the Kessel Run. And mm-hmm. it's like, the movie I've got in my head of the Kessel Run for 30 years, like, you ain't going to be able to get that on screen because it's a <laughs> ripper. And I, I think that thing as well, and you know, that was part of the Phantom Menace backlash, I think, was everyone had... Sure. Like, almost when Ben Kenobi talks about the Clone Wars and how he was great friends with Anakin Skywalker, like he was a cunning warrior and a great friend. When I watch it, I don't flash back to, like, Attack of the Clones and go... Sure. That's what he was talking about. It's, it's almost like totally They're a separate, still separate thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'll see, like, a really cool, like, YouTube edit where someone will have those lines and then it'll, you know, cut back to, like, their, and you're like, oh, that's really cool how it all matches up. But when I watch it, yeah, I don't think of, like, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor doing whatever they did, trying to chase <laughs> Zam Wessel. You want to hear, like, the really sad part about that for me is that... Those things, I agree. I, when I watch A New Hope and I see that part of Obi-Wan talking like that to Luke, it is still separate for me. I still, when he speaks of the Clone Wars, I don't hear, you know, the, the movies in my head or, or see the cartoon. But really what it did is it made Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan Kenobi just a little bit less Obi-Wan for me. When I watch him on screen, I don't, I don't see Ewan McGregor and I don't feel Ewan McGregor, even though he didn't excellent job of emulating mm. Alec Guinness's performance I, that's not my Obi-Wan so it kind of it kind of made that film suffer a little bit for me who do you reckon's nicer 
Young Obi-Wan or old Obi-Wan? Definitely young Obi-Wan. Old Obi-Wan is a dick. He's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Yeah. From a certain point of view. (laughs) Sure. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.